Test, test, test. Okay. You ready to go? So ready. So the last time... I honestly don't remember when the last time, uh, in terms of timing, I don't even know how old he was the last time we talked. Well, we've, we've talked, but not on the podcast. So we're, what, five days short of him being four, four months. months old. Mm-hmm. So does monthly sort of make sense as our new cadence, I think, of like a... Well, we've had requests put in so that we you know offer these up on Thursdays, but I don't know. I guess we could do Thursdays, monthly Thursdays. And if it happens to work out that we can do them more often, then awesome. Once every four Thursdays? Yeah. So people can plan their podcast life around that. Exactly. And then hopefully we can be a little bit more reliable. <laughs> but yeah, if, if if it works out that we can do more than once a month, then awesome. But at the same time, like once a month, you have to like jam pack the episode because I have a list that's pretty long. You have a long list? Yeah. I don't have a list at all. So well, I'm, I'm a little worried coming in, this being my first episode with no list, but Oof. we'll just, I'll just ride your coattails the Are whole time. Are you going to be able to fly by the seat of your pants? I don't know. Um, your 30 year old pants. Yes. <gasps> yes. We just had a uh, a birthday and by we, I mean you. Thank you. It was my birthday. <laughs> and the big 3-0. It was, yeah. Everyone says, I've had a lot of people ask me, what does 30 feel like? And I, you know, it's the same answer. For my friends, they, they've they heard it all before. But I've been living the life of like a 41, 42-year-old man since uh, the day I graduated college. And then a little bit during college, too. So not a lot different. Um, 30 does feel like I've now entered like the appropriate decade for parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and now if I ever need to, um, figure out how old I had, I don't know. I had a whole math equation in my head where you take Colin's age and add 30 and that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that would be how old I am. So that's my plan. I know I deserve that look you're giving me right now. <laughs> It's all good. All right. Well, let me know when you want to start recording. Are you not recording right now? No, we're recording. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, I thought we your mom asked. We just went to um, Colin's first cousin's baby shower. Uh, she has not arrived yet, um, but she will be arriving within three months or so, which is very exciting. But during that shower, I think your mom asked a pretty cool question. She's like, well, you know, going back to your birthday thing, not to harp on it, but just saying, you know... Did you accomplish everything that you thought you would accomplish by 30? Like, are you in track or online with online on track? Yeah. Anyway, is everything that you expected to have happened? Has it happened for the big three O? And I think your answer was pretty much on point with saying yes. Yes. My life is amazing. Yes. The, I have uh, an next incredible question. wife, an amazing house, a wonderful, adorable son, two sweet little pups. I don't know what more you can ask for, honestly. Maybe some, maybe like a... A camera. A a A camera camera and a private plane. Private, a jet. A jet. We saw that show. I mean, we should totally try to get you a jet. A couple million? 
Are you talking about airline repo? Whatever. No, not repo. The people were buying jets. Oh, the jets. Yeah. It was like, you know, real estate. Yep. But, but anyway, so yeah. my list, we can go on. Let's go. I was just thinking we should do a little bit of catch up in regards to what's been going on in the past month. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was our trip to Vermont. Um, and I think that it's worth noting that I think Colin is probably one of the most wayward infants that ever has existed, maybe. Um, he's been to so, so many states and he's only four months. Like he's been to more states than months lived, I think. So we've done Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Vermont, Connecticut. Oh, he didn't go to Connecticut. We, we left him behind we and we went to Connecticut. <laughs> so that's a half. That's true. Um, New Hampshire. We already said New Hampshire, right? True. Maine. Yeah. So like all of New England, basically. Yeah. If the world ended at the edges of New England, he would be considered a world traveler. It's true. I think it's a pretty big deal. But Vermont was awesome with the exception of you having unfortunately fallen sick. Um, but I think you still got some enjoyable time in. We had some fires, some campfires, yep. and the girls went swimming, and it was beautiful. I I think I, on a previous episode, used the I Am Legend analogy to describe what it's like to have a newborn at home mm-hmm. during the day and kind of fearing the darkness and locking the house down and thinking about how long the night is going to be and not really being sure how you're going to get through it. Um, that trip took on a similar feel just because I was sick and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to sleep. Um, so I similarly feared the setting sun and the long nights of tossing and turning with, um, kind of that half dream, half awake, half hallucination type medication fuel but there was no medication involved you the, had the coughing medication but like nothing oh i guess you took some i took like over-the-counter stuff but i think i had a little bit of a fever too yeah. and uh we had colin in the rocker the little front to back rocker that we have Rock and, play. and there's a little the way that it rocks is with this little foot that's on like an actuator um engine uh not engine yeah not engine. motor motor thank you it's an eight barrel carburetor um, <laughs> and it just up. goes up and down and it presses into the floor and that's what rocks the whole thing back and forth. And that sound, that little <laughs> was haunting my hallucinations by... It was I, the opposite of white noise. It did not put you to sleep. Oh my God. It was so bad. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's just tough to get comfortable, but it was it was awesome. We had a, we had a nice time otherwise. Um getting to introduce Colin to the lake and the house that we love so much. So, yeah, that was really cool, although that started a uh, kind of a trend of people. Well, it was the first in in a series of trips, um, sort of longer car trips that we've Mm. taken where people will say, oh, how does he do in the car? And, well, the answer almost every time is he is amazing going to wherever we're going and we'll sleep for two, three, four hours without any uh, so much as a peep from the back seat, but coming home is always a different story. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you had a good theory that it might just be he is expressing his displeasure that the trip is over, whether it's a Can't day trip him. or a long weekend or you know whatnot. But he's saying like, no, I, I am I'm not going home. I don't want to go home, and I will cry the entire way. It's his protest. Um, so we've gotten pretty good at 
listening slash trying to ignore his crying from the back seat when you like know there's nothing seriously wrong with him but um yeah he has demonstrated that when it is called for he can cry for hours hours yeah. um and i just i i think that i'm going to wait him out <laughs> and at some point he's just gonna say like i don't know i'm kind of sick of crying i might just sit here and be quiet but uh that hasn't happened yet but I've gotten really good at jumping between the front seat and the back seat in an attempt to, you know, appease him or, you know, sing to him. Do you, Oh, we have a bunch of uploaded apps on our phone now. These little, like, animal color number-based apps. So he, that'll keep him quiet for all of, like, two minutes. And then uh, he goes back to his crying ways. In the more long-term sense, when you... <laughs> here, this is what we're, what we're playing with. I'll get back to my story in a second. Oh, stomp, stomp, stomp. Elephant. Ah, bear. <laughs> so if our audience hasn't all fallen asleep from that trance music. Um, anyways, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so you climb in the back seat, uh, and maybe it works for a minute or two, but mostly all you've done is is get yourself like a front row seat for the crying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to be, you're putting yourself for some reason as close to the source of the sound as you can. Uh, I don't know how successful that's been, but well, you know, it works for a little while and then unfortunately it reverts back, but do what you can and, you know, make the, uh, two, three hour treks tolerable. But, um, yeah, okay. we also did a trip to the Berkshires, which had a similar, you know, uh, result, <laughs> going to, going out there was just fine, peaceful, yep. no problem. Coming back was the same exact issue where he's just like, nope, not happy it's over, don't want to go home. Even though I was thinking it was like, because it wasn't coinciding with sleep time or nap times, but it really has nothing to do with that. Like he has shown some resiliency in regards to, I don't need to nap, I can just cry uh, until we get home. Uh, he did the same thing in trips to Maine that we did earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe those were addressed on previous podcasts, cried mm-hmm. the whole way home. He did the same thing when we went to Newport for our anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, cried the whole way home to the point where we had to stop at a, uh, like a train stop. bus stop yeah. area for you to feed him, um, mm-hmm. backed into a space with commuters coming and going. That was interesting. Okay. Yeah, so he doesn't like coming home, um, or at least the drive. I don't know. We'll see if that turns out to be a phase or if that carries through into his later years. As adolescence. Um, so the other big change besides some of our fun travels have been that I have returned to work. And so now I've been almost back to work for a month now, if not a little bit more. Yeah, it's I went more back than a month. At the end of September. And so now we're at the end of October. You went back on the 19th, 19th of so, yeah. September. True. So at least we're getting a little bit better of a time frame as to when we had our last podcast because <laughs> it was clearly before that. And the weekend that we went to Vermont was our anniversary weekend. So yeah, it's been a full almost two months. Whoops. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so... In addition to going back to work, oh well, I'll start with my first day back to work, which uh, by all accounts was not horrible. I was really prepared for something far more emotionally draining and mentally um, horrible, <laughs> but 
Uh, some of my coworkers were really fantastic and welcomed me back with flowers and a welcome back sign. And there was lots of catching up to do since I hadn't been there in three months. And uh, I was very surprised that I had not cried at all, which was pretty fantastic. And um, it's been, you know, fairly enjoyable to, to have returned to work and be able to contribute and, and uh, interact with people that can respond to me in, you know, adult ways, like speaking and <laughs> not crying to get across their points. Uh, so that was nice. But in addition to being back to work, I also took on my first midnight shift, which mind you, I haven't done a midnight shift in probably a year, two years, who knows how long. It's been a long time since way before the pregnancy. And so Mike had daddy duty all night. And um, do you want to delve into that at all? Your your first experience flying the midnight shift solo? I mean, it was pretty similar um, at leading into the night and the evening and that sort of thing. Got him to bed at a normal time. Um, you know, the the one difference logistically is um, when he does get up in the middle of the night, um, if you haven't planned ahead, which I didn't really do, um, then you have to get up, go downstairs, take a bottle out of the fridge, heat it up wait for it to warm up and um he's definitely conditioned himself when it comes to feedings in the middle of the night to um you know cry to wake up and then wake you up and then he's eating within you know literally 15 or 20 seconds so i had a little bit of a meltdown on my hands with him and his uh not really understanding why it took the time that it did between when he woke up and then when he was actually fed um, but he was it, looking for immediate gratification. He was, which, was not you know, there. that's fine. Um, I'm not sure that we briefed him on the plan. <laughs> there wasn't a memo that was sent out. <laughs> so unless we get like a mini fridge and some sort of warmer upstairs, that's definitely going to be the way that it's going to have to go should you for some reason decide to take another midnight shift. Well, that was kind of a special circumstance where a guy was going to get forced two nights in a row so he's gonna have two 16 hour shifts back to back and i was like you know what and it was his birthday the following day so i was like you know what although it will be difficult for me i'm gonna help this dude out and and make your life difficult for eight hours yeah. <laughs> you're Which welcome I don't complain it, it is what it is and uh we handled it we did and if i have to handle one out of every 100 nights that he is alive i think that's a pretty Fair, fair trade-off. Trade off. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I agree. 100% wholehearted. Uh, so, trying to think what else. We can talk about our nights out that we've had thus far. We've had a couple. Mm -hmm. um, trying to strike the balance of enjoying ourselves while we're out without calling and not enjoying ourselves so much that we feel guilty about how much we're enjoying ourselves. I would say that's, I don't really know like how I'm supposed to feel. I don't know if I'm supposed to feel like I need to call whoever's babysitting like every 20 minutes. I don't really feel that way. But then again, our babysitters aren't like 12 year old girls. They're, right. 
mothers and um, they've done who this are, rodeo before. Right, so. they raised two pretty good kids in me and you. Mm-hmm. So I trust them. Right. Yeah. So it's it's been good. Um, so our first night out was to a wedding reception. Yeah. And that was really fun and enjoyable. And probably got home. We didn't. That was the first time. So we didn't stay out crazy late. We got home at like 10 or something, which still was a pretty good stint away from him. I think it was five hours. It was later than that. I think it was closer to 11. Oh, so that was pretty, um, pretty big deal. More than just an hour, you know. And then the second we had a nice little date night and went out to dinner, which was awesome. Very enjoyable. And your mom watched him both those times. And then the most recent one was, do you want to delve into it? One of your most favoritest groups of all time. Oh, the concert? Yeah. Um, yeah, when, you're, when your favorite band announces a concert and the nearest one is in Nowheresville, Connecticut, basically a suburb of New York City on a Monday night in the middle of October when you know you're going to have a baby, the best thing to do is to buy tickets and figure it out later. Yep. Which is what we did. Um, we left Colin at home with your mom. We drove two hours to Connecticut. We saw a show for three or four hours and then drove two hours home, getting home at one o'clock in the morning on a Monday that we had worked normal shifts mm-hmm. and I had to work. I had to work the next day. You didn't. Yeah. So that was like pretty much the worst way you could, excuse me, think of to start a work week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it went fine as far as calling not being there. This is true. Although I think it was pretty hilarious. I mean, a little chuckle is... So, I mean, regardless of us being away from whatever hour duration, whether I be at work or we're out for the night, I still have to make sure that I find a location or a way in which I can um, pump or alleviate the mother duties. Um, and so most recently, well, Mike was able to find, apparently both of our vehicles have outlets so that you can plug in like any sort of device. And, um, so that was, you know, kudos to you on that. Uh, but when we went to try to go into the concert, I asked the people at the gate there if, if you can leave at all during it. And they're like, Oh no, 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 no. We have a location where you can smoke inside. I was like, no, no, no I don't smoke. I'm going to need to pump. I'm like, do you have a lactation room? And of course, Mike's like, I can't believe you asked him if they have a lactation room. This is like a hardcore group. And <laughs> that was not my tone have, at like, all. My, and blue my tone was, I wanted nothing to do with you asking that question. I, I wanted to make believe like I wasn't with you. And <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, it's, it's a punk rock show. People were walking in with their leather jackets and their tattoos and their cigarettes and their too cool for school attitude. Mm-hmm. And I just can't come up with a situation in my mind where the people at that venue have ever in the history of the entire venue been asked, do you have a lactation room? Um, and you're right. The guy didn't get it at first. And then he got it and was so taken aback. I mean, you have to th- if you work there, like if that guy has a podcast, he's telling that story on a podcast. Like that's how ridiculous it was to ask that. It's I understand the point, and I guess the real reason that I didn't want to be associated with it because I thought what was coming next was some sort of I want to speak to your manager. I you realize the only reason I didn't do that was I wanted to 
be very considerate. <laughs> like that was the next thing in my mind, but I didn't do it because I knew that that would have ruined your night. And so I let it go. Did you foresee the manager coming over and like you doing some legal judo on him and then him agreeing that you do need a space? He's like, hold on, let me go backstage to the dressing room and kick brand new the band out of their dressing room. Uh, Excuse me, guys. Can you get out of here, please? (laughs) We have a woman who needs to take care of some motherly duties and uh, we don't want to get sued under the Americans with Disabilities Act. So if you could just clear out and... uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. This is a ridiculous request, but um, so well, you everybody went back- who I've spoken to has been very accommodating, and I think if they can accommodate people who need to smoke and ruin their lungs, then they can accommodate people who have to actually. There are places where that makes sense, like the library or even the grocery store. I could understand um, the pediatrician's office, but not rock club. They, I just maybe, but it worked out just fine. We ended up, you know, taking care of business in the vehicle, and I didn't make a big deal of it. And, oh, besides, of course, the people just toking up mid, mid-concert. mid At the end, I was like, you know what? I think I've surpassed my age where I can tolerate this stuff. Although I enjoyed very much going to the concert and seeing a group that you really loved. Like, I just feel like I expected it to be an older crowd, I guess. But it really wasn't. Like, there was definitely some young kids there. There was a lot of moshing. Totally got stepped on a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think 33, my tolerance level for that may may be dwindling a little bit. Duly noted. (laughs) I will go to my uh, bullpen of people that, that I can take to concerts that... Can... Well, no, as long as there's mo- no mosh pit or weed, I'm totally fine. I, I guarantee <laughs> I you I will removed. not be able to to confirm in advance that those two things will not be. So all you want is a concert with a lactation room, no moshing, and no marijuana. Yeah. Is that really too much to ask for? Come on now. Not unless we start listening to classical music. <laughs> but anyway... um. So, in addition to our nights out and all of that great stuff, um, poor little Mr. Colin has had a little bit of a cough that he has contracted. I don't really know where it came from. Um, So, last week we went to the pediatricians just to check and make sure everything was cool and there was nothing more that we had to do on our end um, to make him more comfortable. And... Some definite positives came out of it. So the entire time he was just smiling and laughing um, at the nurse practitioner. He's having a grand old time. And all of the nurses were cooing and, you know, awing after him. And some of the most positive feedback that we've gotten thus far were that the, was that the nurse practitioner commented on how very strong he was. And um, to that point, of late, he's just been doing, like, ab workouts where he'll be laying down and he'll just, you know, crunch his way up and reach his toes and touch his toes and grab onto his toes. It's totally a new thing he's doing, which is adorable. Um, But even more um, exciting was the fact that she commented on how interactive and attentive he was and she's like you can clearly tell that he's having you know a lot of attention that he is not neglected in any way shape or form he's not one of those kids who just like 
you know, sits there and looks at his hands. He's actually looking at you and making eye contact and talking or attempting to, you know, interact. So basically, I'm pretty sure she said that we have a child prodigy on our hands. And see, you heard we have a child prodigy. Yeah. Prod- prodigy. Prodigy. Mm-hmm. I heard you had to go to the doctors to find out we're not neglecting our child. Oh, I mean, I was pretty confident we weren't neglecting our child. But you never know. This is true. Who knows what those standards are? DCF could be knocking on the door. It's like, you didn't give him enough tummy time. Could Maybe. be a problem. Who knows? Anything on your end? You can Anything you're thinking of? Just jostled any memories? Literally no memories. No memories have occurred. Today we did our first hike with Colin and the dogs. That was like a pretty big deal. It was. It went very well. It was beautiful though. It's a gorgeous day and Colin got to go actually trail hiking for the first time, which was pretty impressive. We're trying to introduce him to nature, have him appreciate the outdoors. And the dogs have really kind of, speaking of neglect, I, I think the dogs, although Colin has not been neglected one bit, um, I'm pretty sure the poor little pups. <laughs> yeah, just have in been. case any DCF are listening, <laughs> when we're that speaking of neglect transition, <laughs> not related to any human child trusted to our care and supervision. Just the poor <laughs> little girls are a, a tad bit neglected, only because girls, dogs, the, canines. Our, yes, our canine, not dogs. humans. <laughs> Four-legged friends. Um, because we haven't been able to take them out for, you know, very many walks or hiking adventures. So today was a really big deal for them. And you could tell by their reactions. They were just totally enamored with being out. And they were pulling and trying to sniff everything. So they were totally psyched. And um, and Colin was great in regards to his behavior. And a really nice man stopped and took a photo of us um, by the water. So that was that was wonderful and so considerate. After he criticized our camera settings. Oh, but to that point, I think you had actually chosen the better setting because the pictures that he took were a little dark. But it doesn't change the fact that it was very sweet and very much appreciated. Also, real real quick, he had a two-and-a-half-year-old little girl with She looked him. like she was five. She was adorable. <laughs> um, so he, he, he basically put her in like a sit-stay while he was <laughs> taking our photograph. And you offered very politely to reciprocate. He didn't have a camera with him or anything, but... Um, you you did say like oh would you like us to take a photo of you because we we're right by the water it was very beautiful and he was a little too quick to say no like he oh no quick. no no I do you think he kidnapped that little girl he might have although she was listening very attentively to his instructions and I feel like if you were kidnapped you might not do that you might be like I don't know you I don't have to listen to you you're probably right but maybe we'll just keep an extra eye to the news true. And they're like, hey, we know their last known location. It was at the state park. That little girl was on uh, that man's shoulders in a way that was very convincing, father or daughter, but maybe it was just a ruse. And he called her lazy because uh, he said whenever they go That's for a true. trek. Did you notice he said trek? He did say trek. He did not say hike. He said trek. She would not go walking and he'd have to carry her. That was interesting. But it was a fun little interaction. Parent mm. to parent. Yeah, or open up well, social doors. Weird move if he was kidnapping her to take her to a public park and offer to take other people's pictures. Hmm. 
This is true. You, that's the last thing you'd expect. It though. is. You would never say, hey, that child may have been kidnapped. Unless it's in retrospect, in which case... <laughs> On like, your podcast, it's a little too late to act on that now. But yeah. no, there were no indications. We're not, you know, horrible people. Everything was fine with the world. If you're listening, guy, <laughs> we're just joking about you kidnapping your daughter. You very clearly have custody of her at least one weekend a month, if not more. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, but heading back to our little pediatrician talk, uh, Colin has now uh, increased his fat content, and he weighs uh, 14 pounds, a whopping 14 pounds. And he might even be more than that now because it's been nearly almost close to a week since he's gone, maybe four days or so, five days. So... I, Why do you say, like, you're surprised? Like, he's going to continue to grow. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, 14 pounds is pretty significant. No, we've definitely entered the phase now where I have no idea. There's no benchmarking at all of, like, one, I knew roughly, like, like, babies were between 5 and 10 pounds. So when you, oh, 8-pound baby, that's towards the top end of babies when they're born. And that was the last moment that I had any sort of, like, um, idea of how big a baby should be for any size so from now until quite literally like adulthood you could be like oh 20 pounds at one year old that is small (laughs) no it no it's huge of course yeah 20 pounds no think of a 20 pounds like a turkey yeah there's a one-year-old a hundred pounds at eight years old that would be wow. obese. Would it? No, you don't know that. Eight years old? Yeah, I do. Unless the child was like six feet tall, in which case maybe not so much. I actually, I'm looking that up. I think that 100 pounds for an eight. Though I think the point, my point stands. Um, there's n- no one knows like average size, age. Oh, 15 weeks and 15 pounds. Great size. But going to, to remember how we used to talk about so much about like the witch doctor stuff? It was uh, the nurse practitioner who was there was like, you know, uh, we can at a certain point guesstimate how tall your child's actually going to be. That's kind of like when they were like, oh, we can tell you how much your child's going to weigh upon birth. I thought that was pretty interesting. But then, mysteriously enough, the um, program in which they used to make those calculations went down. So all of their systems crashed and they couldn't give us a guesstimate. Breaking news. Do you want to guess the average weight of an eight-year-old boy? Fifty pounds. I was going to give you a caveat to say, if you want this to be funny, be as wrong as you can. But you're pretty much right on. It's 56 <laughs> pounds, so it's not that funny. It just invalidates my point. <laughs> Sorry, dear. 56 pounds is an... Wow, that is surprising. So when do you get to be 100 pounds? I mean, some adults are 100 pounds. Like, I'm thinking 100 pounds, depends on female, so a male, a male 100 pounds, I'd say 13, 14, if you just double eight. It's basically, 16. okay, a 12-year-old girl average weight is 93 pounds. Yeah. This is scintillating pod. It is. Just in case y'all were wondering, we've Here, done these Google searches everyone, for you. Everyone's <laughs> jotting down notes like crazy right now. <laughs> Anyway, moving on from that. But I think, so a, a good rule of thumb, too, just to say that our son is just leaps and bounds ahead of most children because he's amazing, um, is wow. that some of the clothes that he should be fitting in 
um he's just completely outgrown like 100 percent. like he's closely encroaching upon like six month old clothing and so he's kind of two months like i guess advanced by two months or so but he doesn't talk and he doesn't walk. He, he sort of talks. He talks his own language. He talks, We've he been over that language. before. And he's been giggling a lot, which is adorable. So clearly he understands what we're saying because we're very funny and he's aware of that. Um, and he walks with assistance. So, I mean, he's kind of like an old person. If he had a walker, he'd be totally good to go. I'm still looking at weight charts. <laughs> um, yeah, walking, talking. He's tall. He's got a good head. Um, his head is healthy oh the other thing so the NP uh, said that when she was feeling his gum line on the bottom level the bottom gum line uh, that she could feel like the nubs of the teeth so they haven't come through yet obviously Um, but she could feel that they were starting to move around and was speculating that the fangs would come in first. And when I brought that to your attention, you said that that's what happened with you, right? So it's taken after you. The bottom canines came in first. How would I know what teeth came in first? You, when I told you, you responded and said, oh, those that came in first for me too. Are you sure you weren't talking to my mother? No, I was talking to you. I said, oh, she said his teeth are going to come in, and first the, the fangs are going to come in on the bottom, and then the middle two. And you're like, oh, that's what happened with me too. I think you misunderstood what I was saying. What I was saying is that my bottom, those two teeth are a little bit higher than the other teeth. Not necessarily that they came in first, but that they were just more prominent in terms of how my braces failed. How? You, oh, okay. All right. I guess I misunderstood. Uh, well, regardless, he's going to have teeth at some point. Yeah, teeth. (laughs) All right. Some point, stay tuned. Uh Uh-huh. Bated breath. To which, actually, talking about teeth and what comes along with teeth, what did we do yesterday? Went to a baby shower. No, after the baby shower. Cereal. We gave him food. We did. I wouldn't call it cereal. I would call it milk on a spoon (laughs) milk with a tad bit of consistency to it it didn't go very well i wouldn't say i mean he enjoyed it i don't think any of it actually went into his mouth or like down his throat i think he swallowed some of it is this not working can you not hear me now good um maybe he got like a spoonful i don't know well, the point is not so much that he ate it. It's more that we're introducing him to a spoon and that he understands at some point he will have to transition to eating and not drinking out of a bottle. Stay tuned for next month when Colin eats a ribeye steak. <laughs> Actually, uh, one of the women at the baby shower told me that... Uh, she had started feeling, feeding the baby cereal fairly early, and as soon as he got teeth, she just started feeding him tacos. Ta- like and then she shell? showed me a picture that she had actually fed him a hard shell taco. And I was like, I thought she was joking, so I was laughing. And I was like, you're joking. She's like, nope. She whipped out the picture. I was like, wow, that Har- seems like it's uh, a little too soon, but whatever. Hard shell tacos are one of the hardest foods to eat as an I adult. I can't even eat hard shell tacos. They get all crackly. And exactly. 
Mm. But I, you know, Mexican is one of our favorites, so maybe it'll work out all right. Family services, if you're listening, <laughs> and you're definitely not going to investigate us from that earlier incident, maybe take a look at Taco Lady. <laughs> Clearly, she oh, doesn't know how to feed her child. I had a quick thought on the baby shower. Yep. Um, there's perhaps no better place to take a baby if your goal is to not have to hold the baby for the next three hours than a baby shower. Mostly women who are all excited at the prospect of a baby for the person that's actually pregnant. And then you show up with an already their baby that exists and is almost four months old and like will interact with them. It was just like we needed a sign-up sheet to just pass them around. Um, it's like a dance card. Everybody's dance card was full. Or Colin's dance card was full. What's a dance card? Oh, you're too young. Sorry. You're not going to tell me? No. And our listeners know what it is. All right, I'm going to Google it. Go to the next item. Okay. Uh, but at the baby shower, uh, I did feel a little bad, though, because I feel like the whole point was supposed to be that your cousin was kind of showered with attention, and I feel like Colin kind of stole the light a little bit. And I was like, maybe we should bring him outside and let Leave her... him in the car. Well, no. Was oh, that not true? Say? That... Hello, family services. <laughs> no. You were the one who said it. <laughs> I didn't say leave you were the, the one car. that wanted to kick him out of the party. No, I just was thinking that I didn't want him to take the attention away from what the real point of the gathering was. No, you did your part by bringing him into a utility closet to feed him. Yep. Well, I wasn't gonna just you know make everybody. There was men. There were men there. I feel like they would have been uncomfortable if some lady they didn't know was just starting to feed their baby or feed my baby right in front of them. But uh, he did make a friend. There was another woman there with a five-month-old, and the five-month-old to me looked like he was leaps and bounds older than that. Um, but his name was Gray, and it was adorable. They were like talking on some other level, just looking at each other and being very, very happy. It's very sweet. What's the update on the dance card? Do you understand what it is now? Yes, we can move on. <laughs> Brilliant. So, should we talk about Halloween? Yeah, let's do a speed round. Um, we got to move things along here. Uh, Halloween is coming. We bought many outfits because we are in charge of what he wears right now and he doesn't get a say. And we're letting our own thoughts of what is the cutest um, kind of dictate what he wears mm-hmm. uh, i'm thinking the week of maybe the weekend of halloween we, we go like one outfit a day just bringing him around um and then the really most of the discussion has centered around whether or not you can bring a four-month-old trick-or-treating um a lot of different schools of thought we have this uh, my idea was to bring him trick-or-treating but not ask for any candy like you literally just go empty-handed with the baby and the purpose of ringing everyone's doorbell is just to introduce them to Colin in his adorable costume. Mm-hmm. Um, Fishing for compliments. Basically. It's exactly what it is. Like, I, no, this is for you. I don't not. I don't need anything. Like, I just wanted you to see what we've got going on here and how unbelievably adorable it is. Um, another school of thought involved staying home and having Colin hand out candy in his um, in his costume, potentially. Um, kind of a boring option, if you're asking me. Um, I am a favor in favor of a third option where we 
bring candy with us and uh, go house. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I got it wrong. In, in, in my third option, we stay here with Colin. And then when people come to the door, we take candy from them and put it in a bag for Colin. Like he's too young to go trick or treating, but he still likes candy. Thank hey, you for thank bringing you it to so us. Thank you so much for bringing it to us. That yeah. was incredibly kind of you. Um, and have a nice night and happy Halloween. Which option do you like? I'm going for option three, but then I will probably give the candy back to the kids because otherwise they will most likely cry. The other problem is we've been living here for five years and I think we've had like 11 total trick-or-treaters. I think that's because we have purposely gone out on Halloween. Well, not purposely. I think we forget when Halloween is because we don't have children or we didn't have children prior to this time. That is a ridiculous argument. We don't forget when Halloween is. It's on the same day every year. Yeah, but we kind of plan things and then realize that, oh, we're not going to be home now. We also live on a street with no sidewalks and a 40 mile an hour speed speed limit. So people don't really go trick-or-treating on our street anyways. Moral of the story, we have to move to a trick-or-treat friendly neighborhood. Very true. So that we can figure out which of these three options are going to work then i had somebody at work tell me recently that he's not even going to be able to eat candy next year when he's 16 months old is that true probably so you're telling me i gotta wait two halloween i don't know what kind of candy he could eat most of that stuff is like chewy and stuff and he'd probably choke on it i don't know i think i have this this thought in my head that once he turns one that like everything just kind of happens like he's walking he's talking he's eating he probably eat cake can't eat like chewy chewy things that would make him not be able to swallow okay well um if you're friends with us on facebook stand by for about a billion pictures of him in costumes (laughs) various costumes Um, and we're gonna do a side by side compare to oh yeah i don't want to spoil the costume but um, i have a costume that i wore when i was actually one year old and we got a very similar one uh, for Colin, and they do look pretty stinking similar and pretty stinking cute. So we'll do a side-by-side, and even though he'll be a little bit younger than me in that original picture, it'll be nice. It will be awesome. So we'll quickly do a Dear Colin, and then we will wrap it, wrap it, wrap it up. Dear Colin. Are you teeing me up? Because I don't have any. That's okay. I will just... All right, I'll just riff off what you say. Go. Uh, it's kind of like we've already talked about. But anyway, so dear Colin, you are talking like a madman now, especially in the mornings when you wake up and daddy's trying to still sleep and you just go blah, 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 blah. And you're telling him all about your day that you want to have. Uh, you smile all the time, which is contagious and adorable and wonderful. Uh, you laugh with the most adorable tone or cadence when you, somebody says peekaboo or if they pretend to eat your feet. Uh, you love it or ca- like um animal sounds like oinking sometimes makes you laugh too which is pretty funny uh, you've started to do bubble blowing it's like just your spittle but it too is very cute and although other people may be disgusted by it we are not and then lastly we talked about your your um amazing workout regimen where you do your crunches and grab your toes Uh, But I think you're actually starting to get your hand-eye coordination down. So when you grab onto things, you can latch on and you know what you're doing. And it's pretty amazing to watch you uh, 
grow into this cute little thing that can actually interact and uh, do stuff. Uh, dear Colin, you like sports. You like to watch football and hockey, even though I don't think you know the difference between watching million-dollar listing Los Angeles and the Boston Bruins play. Um, you just like movement, and you stare wide-eyed at the television in a way that makes me happy <laughs> all of the time because it's freaking adorable. Um, what else? I think that might be all I have. We have a special uh, episode coming up next week i'm gonna actually go ahead and tease this Spoiler. so that it, it actually happens because now uh, we've got two guests next week um and i won't i won't tell you who they are but wait a second sorry to interrupt mm. are we doing mm, are we doing month or next week so we're gonna do part two of this one is that what the plan is well we have to figure out our distribution strategy okay. and we probably don't want to do that on mic on pod Okay, but I'm so thinking then they th- should expect it next week. I'm thinking you should expect it sooner than a month. Um, maybe we try to sprinkle our guest episodes as little one-offs and have the main ones with the updates at the one month at the at the month marks as we go forward here. But um, I I finally figured out how to uh, have a Skype conversation with somebody and record it for the podcast. So we're gonna have two guests concurrently. Uh, next episode and i think that they offer some very unique and very interesting uh insights into um you and i and the time that our uh relationship first started Mm -hmm. which will be interesting uh neither of them have met colin yet so that should be interesting and um they're two of the funniest people i know so i totally expect that conversation to be uh really popular and and really effective and lively Um, and awesome yeah well, I look forward to it, and uh, I guess at this point we'll just sign off by saying ciao. See you next time.